Hello everyone, welcome back to my channel, Suspenso. So this is the second segment and I hope you will all like it. So let's get started. One day the subject of marriage came up during our conversation. Vikram in a philosophical bent said, Brother, it is better to steer clear of marriage. Marriage causes unnecessary worries. A lot of money would be wasted to satisfy the wife's whims and fancies. I opposed the contention. That may be true, but as long as you do not have someone to share your joys and griefs, what is the meaning of life? I am not averse to marriage. Yes, I want such a partner who would be with me till the end of my life and only a wife can be such a partner. Vikram, with a little more sarcasm than was necessary, commented. Alright, people are free to have their own viewpoints. Congratulations on your marriage. Follow your wife like a dog and consider your children as the biggest gift from God. I will remain a free man, will go away wherever I please and come back whenever I feel like it. I do not want to have a watchman to monitor my moments all the time. If you are a little late in returning, you have to offer an explanation. If you wish to go out, you have to inform where you are going. Brother, I have no sympathy for you. If the children fall sick, you have to run to the doctor and when you grow old, the children will want you to go away somewhere so that they can enjoy. They will not hesitate even to poison you. I do not want to fall in this mug. Kunti came there just then. She was Vikram's younger sister and was around 11 years old. She was studying in the 6th grade and failed regularly. She was very perky. Kunti opened the door with such violence that both of us jumped up in alarm. Vikram said rather crossly, You are very naughty, Kunti. Whoever asked you to come here? Kunti ran her eyes over the room like the secret police and said, What do you two always discuss after shutting yourself in this room? You never go outside. Maybe you are planning something, some black magic. Maybe. Maybe you are planning some black magic. Vikram shook her by the shoulders and said, Yes, we are planning some black magic so that you get a husband who will hit you with a belt 5,000 times every day. Kunti clung to Vikram's back and said, I will marry someone who will wag his tail before me. I will throw away crumbs at him and he will lick them from the floor. Kunti clung to Vikram's back and said, I will marry someone who will wag his tail before me. I will throw away crumbs at him and he will lick them from the floor. If he refuses to do my bidding, I will slap him on, on the ears. When mother wins the lottery, she has promised to give me 50,000 rupees. I will live in style. I pray to God twice every day so that mother wins the lottery. Mother says that the prayers of little girls like me never go unanswered. Mother will surely win the lottery. Kunti's speech reminded me, to, me of a visit to my village a few years ago. There was a drought and not a single drop of water. The villagers had collected funds and invited all the little girls from the village and treated them to be sumptuous meal. Three days later, the rain started. Definitely, there is some mysterious power in the prayers of the little girls. 
I looked at Vikram meaningfully and Vikram looked at me. In that exchange of glances, we reached a compromise. Vikram told Kunti, Okay, I will tell you something but do not disclose it to anyone else. You are a good girl and I know you will not let you out the secret. I will help you in your studies and this time you will certainly pass. You know both of us have also bought a ticket and we want you to pray for us also. If we win, we will buy some fine jewelry. Kunti did not believe us. We swear it was true but she put on ears. Finally, it was only when we promised to cover her with jewels from head to toe that she relented and agreed to pray for us. However, she could have digested tons of sweets but this small secret was beyond her to digest on her own. She scurried inside and in an instant the whole house knew we had purchased her ticket. Now everybody including mother, father and uncle started scolding Vikram. Why did you have to waste 10 rupees? When everybody in the house had purchased a ticket, each where was the need for you to buy one. Why did you have to waste 10 rupees? When everybody in the house had purchased a ticket, each where was the need for you to buy one. Would you not have got a share of the winnings? And you, master, you are all the most stupid. What good things can you teach this boy? You will only lead him straight. Nothing is given so freely as advice. I was well aware of this adage. I remembered an incident from my childhood. It was the festival of Holi. A bottle of liquor had been brought. My uncle had come to our house on a visit during those days. I quietly poured a small amount of the liquid into a glass and quickly swallowed the stuff. Even as the burning sensation was there to subside and my eyes were still bloodshot, Uncle entered the room. It was as if I was stuck inside a tunnel that I had myself dug. He was so very angry that I turned pale with fright. Mother scolded me and father also rebuked me. I had to shed copious tears to assuage their anger. In the same afternoon, uncle was so full of the liquid that he began singing, then he soaked, then he abused mother and later ran after my brother to hit. Finally, he dropped on the floor, unconscious. Vikram's father and uncle were staunch atheists who scoffed at any sort of worship, but surprisingly, both of them were converted into believers now. Vikram's father would set out in the morning to bath in the Gangas and return home in the afternoon after offering worship in all the neighborhood temples. Uncle bathed at home itself with warm water and then sat down to write the name of Lord Rama repeatedly despite. Suffering from arthritic pains, then he went to the park and fed the ants. Later in the evening, both the brothers listened to spiritual discourses with great devotion till midnight. Vikram's elder brother Prakash had great faith in sadhus and sages and he went to them for their blessings. Mother, of course, spent the entire day in prayers and worship. She was fond of adorning herself even at the age but had returned into a complete nun these days. People said desire is a bad thing but I feel that the faith, devotion, religiousness that we post are owning to our desires. It was an entirely new experience for me that desire could make such an impression on the minds of the people. Vikram and I also visited the astrologers off and on and made ourselves unhappy by asking them questions. As the day of the result neared, we lost our peace. We could think of nothing else but the lottery. 
for no apparent reason i begin to suspect vikram's trustworthiness what would i do if he refused to give me my share he might deny that he had ever partnered with me there was no proof that we had purchased the ticket jointly it all depended on the vikram's intentions if his intentions wavered i would be ruined i could not complain i could not even dare to open my mouth it would be futile to say anything now if his intentions were bad he could deny the partnership now itself and if on the other hand his morals were strong as my suspicion would hurt his feelings wealth can cause a person to forsake his morals the lottery money had not been yet received so what was the harm in putting up a show of honesty the time of the real test would arrive when the 10 lakh rupees were actually received i did a little intro and i did a little introspection if the I did a little introspection if the ticket was in my name and I received the 10 lakh rupees would I hand over the half amount to Vikram without any hesitation I would have told him you had only lent me 5 rupees as so take 10 rupees okay take 100 rupees no I don't think I would have been so dishonest So guys this is the second segment in ending and I hope you all love it I will be back with the third segment. Please wait a little bit. Thank you. Hello everyone. Welcome back to my channel Suspense. So this is the third segment. So I will continue the story. Please listen carefully. We were going through the newspapers on the next day when Vikram abruptly commented, "If they win the lottery, then I will regret having partnered with you." He smiled good naturally, but that was suggestive of the strength of his nature, which he wanted to cloak in humor. Really, I exclaimed in shock. But I could similarly regret my partnership with you. But the ticket is in my name. What would happen if I deny that we bought the ticket jointly? My blood turned cold and I experienced a blackout. I never thought you could be so dishonest. But it is quite possible. 5 lakh rupees is a huge amount. Then brother, let's draw up a contract. Why should there be any room for suspicion? Vikram laughed aloud. Friend, you are very distrustful. I was just testing you. Can such a thing ever happen? What is 5 lakh rupees? Even if the amount was 5 crore, my intentions would not waver. I could not however believe in his assurances. A seed of strong distrust had germinated in my mind. I know you can never do any wrong, but what is the harm in having everything in writing? I asked, just for the sake of it. Do you realize that to sign an agreement pertaining to matters involving 10 lakh rupees we have to buy a stamp paper worth 7500 rupees I thought to myself that if we signed the agreement on an ordinary paper I would not be able to bring legal action but it would serve my purpose to shame Vikram I will have evidence to prove Vikram's dishonesty before all It is the fear of earning a bad name that prevents people from committing a dishonest act. 
this fear of losing respect in no way less effective than the fear of the law. I say that an agreement on an ordinary paper will be fine with me. Dismissing the suggestion as worthless, Vikram said, When an ordinary paper has no legal importance, why should we waste our time by signing an agreement on it? This convinced me that Vikram's intention had started faltering. Why else should he hesitate to have the contract signed on an ordinary paper? I could not control myself but blurted out. You have developed bad intentions now itself. He replied without any pink of shame. So you want to say that your intentions would not have wavered under such a situation? I am not a fickle-minded. Oh, stop it. I have seen better people. You will have to sign an agreement at once. I don't trust you any longer. If you don't trust me, then I too won't commit anything in writing. You think you can cheat me off my share of the lottery amount? What money? I tell you, Vikram, this will not only end our friendship, but will have far worse consequences. I was overcome with a violent rage. Just then, the sounds of angry words reached our ears, and my attention was drawn to the hall from where the sounds were coming. Vikram's father and uncle were fast friends, such friendship can be seen only among ideal brothers. I had never seen them quarreling. I had never seen them disagreeing with each other. The words of the elder brother were like laws for the younger to be instantly obeyed. The younger brother's wishes were readily fulfilled by the elder. This sudden eruption of frayed tempers therefore came as a surprise to Vikram and me. We went and stood by the open door of the hall. Both the brothers had abandoned their chairs and were on their feet. They had each taken a step towards the other. Their eyes were puffed up, their faces were contorted in anger, and their fists were clenched. It seemed that a fierce battle was about to begin. When Vikram Sangal saw us, he stepped back and said, If someone in a joint family acquires something, then that should be shared equally among all the members of the family. Vikram's father noticed his son standing by the door. He took a step forward and said, Absolutely not. If I commit a crime, it is I who will have to face the punishment and not the entire family. This is a personal matter. That would be decided in the court. You may go to the court if you wish. But if my son, my wife or I win the lottery, then you will not get a farthing Likewise, if you win the lottery, then my son's wife or I will have nothing to do with it. Had I known of your intentions earlier, I too would have purchased tickets in the names of my wife and children. That is your mistake. I had trusted you because you are my brother. This is a gamble. You should have realized that if tomorrow you lose money at the races, the family will not be responsible for that loss. But your conscience will prick you if you deny me my share. When Vikram's mother heard the raised voice, she hurried to the spot to placate the two brothers. The uncle was in no mood to listen. Why are you advising me? Advise him who has four tickets. I have only one ticket and have slim chance of winning. He has four times more chance of winning than I have and if his intentions turn bad, then it is a matter of shame. Vikram's mother consoled him. Okay, if I win, I will give you half the share. Is it alright now? Vikram's father would not hear of this. Why should you give him half the amount? I will not give him a farthing. How can he claim half the share? It is only you who knows all the laws. 
Uncle retorted. Of course I do. I have not practiced law for 30 years for nothing. Vikram's father shot back. All your practice will come to a knot when I hired an eminent lawyer from Kolkata against you. To hell with your lawyer, whether he be from Kolkata or London. I will take half the share since half the family property belongs to you. Just then Vikram's elder brother arrived. His head and hands were bandaged and he was limping. There were blood stains on his boots. He flopped down on a chair with a contented smile. Vikram's father was alarmed. What is this? How did you get hurt? Prakash let you a groan but immediately the smile came back to his lips and said, Oh, it is nothing. What do you mean? There are blood stains on your clothes and you say it's nothing. Did you meet with an accident? It is merely a scratch and I will be alright within a few days. A gentle smile played on Prakash's lips and there was no trace of sh- A gentle smile played on Prakash's lips and there was no trace of anger, shame or revenge on his countenance. But tell me, what happened? Did you have a fight? If that is, so let's report the matter to the police. I did not have a fight. The thing is, I visited Chakkar Baba. You know he chases people and hurls pebbles at them, those who run away in fright and deprived of his blessings, but those who brave the pebbles and seek his blessings pass the test. Chakkar Baba tests his devotees in his manner. When I went to him today, there were 50 people. Some had brought sweets as gift for him, others had brought the valuables and still others had brought clothes. Chakkar Baba was meditating at that time. Suddenly, he opened his eyes and when he saw the crowd, he picked up pebbles and chased the people. There was a stampede and people ran helter-skelter. Not a soul remained there excepting me. He hurled the pebbles at me. One hit me on the head. He has an accurate aim. My head spun and blood flowed, but I remained rooted at the spot. Chakkar Baba hurled another pebble that hit me on the hand. I fell down unconscious. When I regained consciousness, there was a stillness around. The Baba was not to be seen anywhere. He has the skill to vanish. There was no one around to help me. I somehow managed to get up and go to the doctor. The doctor said I had a fractured bone. He has told me to come back in the evening, but I do not care about the pain. I have surely received Chakkar Baba's blessings and a lottery sure to be mine. It has never happened before that the wishes of someone who has been hit by Chakkar Baba have remained unfulfilled. After getting the lottery money, the first thing that I will do is build a new hut for Chakkar Baba. So guys, this is the ending of the third segment and I hope you all like it. Please wait for the fourth segment and that will be the final segment. Thank you for now.